sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Welcome to Spooky Sundays, all of you para-stalkers, para-lurkers, grand poobars, and all those dark-siders that like the ooky, the spooky, and us. How you doing, everybody? How are you, Renata? I'm fine, thank you. Fabulous. Can you believe we're off again? Mm, yes, I can believe. Off like a bucket of prawns <laughs> in the sun, as they like to say. Yeah, we're um, we're actually just. Oh, where are we now? We're, we're up, up in- to our up to our armpits in in German sausage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what happens in Germany stays Same in Germany. Germany. <laughs> Except I'll have my husband with me, so that I'll be having Polish sausage. Oh, well, actually, oh, no. no. No, no, I won't. No, I won't because you're in the room with us. <laughs> awkward. Oh, very awkward. But we're on a budget. Oh, my so, God. So we have to we We're have to one do minute this. into the show we've gone there. We have to do things because we're we on have a to budget. Do oh, right, okay. <laughs> oh, not, no, I don't like watching. No, 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 no. No, we no. did not do the peep shows in Amsterdam. <laughs> no, we did not. Even though Isaac and Claire were telling us we yes. had to go, we had to go experience it yeah. and see. And we're going, no, yeah, not interested. No, no, no thank you. That <laughs> uh, no, will pass. And we walked past it. We went. I think that's the one that Isaac and Claire went to. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was because we checked with them later. The pink elephant was out the front or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, no. We at the moment we are in Frankfurt. Yeah, there's the sausage for mm-hmm. you, the Frankfurt, mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to Kranzberg Castle today and Elts. Right. What's, yeah. it, what's in Elts? Oh, I'll tell you later. Okay. Hang on to your suspenders on that one. All right. It's very exciting. Okay. Well, now, have you got an opening st- story for yes, us? Yes, I still have news of the week. Oh, fabulous! Get yes. on with it. So this one is about Loch Ness, and it comes from Scotland now. Ooh. which is the local rag over there. And it is about a man who has been searching for the Loch Ness Monster for 32 years. You'd think he'd have given up by that's, now. That's dedication. <laughs> that is. Absolute that is. dedication that he wants to prove he's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, tell me. us about it. Steve Feltham. 60, because it's obviously important that we know how old all of these people are. So he's been searching since he's 28. Oh, dear. Has been searching for for the Loch Ness Monster for more than 30 years, living on the shores of the iconic Loch... Or Loch, Loch. as they would say, Loch, (laughs) in a former mobile library while carrying out his research. Oh, dear. (laughs) What? That says it all. Is that a camper van with books? (laughs) Is that what that is? Steve has dedicated his life to searching for the elusive beast living in an ex-mobile library vehicle on Dawes Beach on the east side of Loch Ness. And I cannot imagine how freaking cold it would be. How would you do winter? Oh, I don't know. I, you'd, I, have to, you'd have to put a fire in the van. I, I don't, I've got no idea. It's called a stove. <laughs> oh, it would be freezing. 
There's not enough thermal underwear in the world to keep you <laughs> no, warm on that one. No, on the shores of the loch uh, in the middle of winter. Um, how did you get out the door without all the snow forming on the outside and Oh, you know what he'd do? He would open up the cabin door and, and do a whiz outside and it would freeze Freaks. and you'd have to snap it off. <laughs> the wee, the wee that is, not, not the noddies. Oh. <laughs> Hang on, we're just going downhill. Can you just do the story? <laughs> cabin would we're, be. We're squirreled something shocking. <laughs> We've got a wheeze in four minutes. Yay. Oh, the whole cabin would be one of those, um, I'm thinking, um, what's it called when you do a, a fart under the blanket? <laughs> Dutch oven. D- Dutch oven. Oh, That's what it, it would be stinky. He could call this oh. cabin the Dutch oven. <laughs> he's 30 years home. of Dutch ovens. <laughs> no wonder he's not married. <laughs> so the full-time monster hunter first became interested in the mystery of Nessie at the age of seven in 1970 when visiting the legendary loch on a summer family holiday, because it's the only time you can go, he quickly fell in love with the mystery of the monster. But it wasn't until Steve turned 28 that he decided to ditch his old life at 28. Oh, yes, so old. Behind and move to Scotland in search for the beast. He has now spent the last 30 years hunting for evidence of Nessie from the shores of the loch. From a young age, Steve, originally from Dorset, became fascinated with the Loch Ness Investigation Bureau, a team of volunteers who carried out around-the-clock surveillance in an attempt to capture footage of Nessie. Speaking to the Daily Record, Steve said, I just fell in love with the possibilities and the mystery. The prospect of grown men looking for monsters (laughs) in a Scottish Loch. (laughs) just captivated my seven-year-old imagination and that never left me. (laughs) So he never grew up. (laughs) After returning to Loch Ness several more times on further family holidays, Steve's fascination continued to grow. Eventually he began journeying to the Loch alone on expeditions. By the time Steve was in his 20s and was funding his trips through his work at his father's burglar alarm company. Hang on. Hang on. How is he funding the work? That's that's very suspicious because I feel a scam coming on there that... uh, Mm. He eventually realised he wanted to search for Nessie full time. He worked at his father's burglar alarm He doesn't have a girlfriend either, does he? (laughs) Sorry. Or a boyfriend, I either, either or. I shouldn't be laughing. Poor Steve. He com- uh, he commented, lots more holidays at Loch Ness resulted in me at the age of 28 thinking, hmm, what do I really want to do with my life? Do I want to keep earning the money to get back to the loch to find this monster or find a way to move up and dedicate all of my time to try and find it? At this point, Steve quit his job, sold his house and purchased the former mobile library van, which has no running water or electricity. (laughs) I'm having visions of us at that, what was it, the Grizzly Hall? The Grizzly Hall? <laughs> oh, no. Where we froze to death? Oh, it has remained his home ever since he moved to Loch Ness in 1991. <gasps> oh, my gosh. No running water and electricity in Scotland. You um, have to be crazy. I bet he's also got no sewerage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, there's a bucket. <laughs> According to Steve, who makes money from selling driftwood and Nessie models, 
While his day-to-day work life has no real routine, he spends much of his time looking out across the loch. Very occasionally he will spot something truly unusual. (laughs) 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 This is really tickled your fancy, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, he he stated, last time I got really excited. About 2020, September the 10th. Hang on, last time he got excited was in 2020. Uh, he even remembers the date. Oh, my God, he was 57. <laughs> it was a sonar contact by Ronald McKenzie, who operates Cruise Loch Ness Boats. He's been driving that boat for 40 years, and then out of the blue there was a big sonar contact 600 feet down, which wasn't there on the previous trip and wasn't there on the following trip. I think that's the best bit of evidence I've ever seen. <laughs> he you sure added. Steve hadn't just flushed out his sewerage system? <laughs> I've only really seen one object on the surface which defies explanation. (laughs) (laughs) Completely for me, in the last year of being there, it was like a torpedo shooting (laughs) through the water. Syringe system, I tell (laughs) you. To this day, the chase and the possibility bring me joy. Oh, Steve, well, you've brought us joy too. So much joy. Pretty much on a weekly basis, he says, (laughs) I'll get to see a new piece of possible evidence. Oh, bless his soul. And that keeps me excited. It means that... Every, every couple of years he has a moment of excitement. Yep. That's another piece in the jigsaw puzzle of what it is we're looking for. There you go. That's my fabulous news of the week. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> it was. It's all going to be downhill from here I, after that. I, I How I can know. we top that one? I don't know. All right. Well, look, we'll be back after this song with more amazing stories. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. And welcome back everyone to Renata's favourite segment, the ABC of Mythical and Supernatural Creatures. I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah, I know, you can all hear that <laughs> as the eyeballs <laughs> go round in the socket, I bet. And this week we are up to the letter I, well, I hope we are up to the letter I because uh, I got a little bit out of whack there. M-E-L-P-A is sort of trying to guide me back on. So I I hope it's all in order. But I wanted to talk to you about our favourite demon, the incubus. Oh, the incubus. Shall we get to the pointy end of it? Oh, Oh. let's just crack open that can of worms. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, And we have investigated a location where there was an alleged Incubus, yes, we? yeah, we have. Where was it, Renata? Did we find it? Well, I didn't. Did you? No. No? No? no. I can't remember where it was. The ancient Ram Inn. Ancient Ram Inn. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. Oh. Well, let me tell you a little bit about the background of what an incubus is. Um maybe was, is, who knows. So it's a mythological creature, which is why it's in our ABC, and appears in various folklore and legends throughout different cultures, particularly in European and Middle Eastern traditions. It's typically described as a male demon or spirit that engages in sexual relations with sleeping women, often with negative or malicious intent. Mm. Now, we've got Incubus, which is the male, and we've got Succubus, which is the female one. And I always remember because the the Incubus (laughs) is the male because it's got 
the straight thing with a little dot on the end of it. And the succubus uh, is the female. It has the curves of the S. So women are curvy. So that's how I remember the difference between the two. Okay. Because I always used to get them muddled up. There's, I think There's an easier way, but we won't say it on no, radio. Zach, Zach Bagans, Bagans got it wrong, I think, on the episode they did at eight, Ancient Ram Inn. But anyway, so in medieval folklore... Oh, I love the medieval period for a good story. The incubus was believed to be a demon that would visit women in their sleep, taking the form of a male figure or even an animal. That's where those people in Amsterdam got those ideas. Dirty thoughts. It was thought to be a nocturnal demon that preyed upon vulnerable women, particularly those who were young and beautiful or virtuous. The incubus is said to engage in sexual activities with the sleeping women, often leaving them feeling exhausted, weak, with a sense of violation upon waking. The uh, concept of the incubus has roots in ancient Mesopotamian and Jewish Jewish mythology as well. And in Mesopotamian, I've, I've sort of got it right, Mesopotamian mythology, there was a similar entity known as Lilu, or Lilith. Lilith, yes. Yeah, which was believed to be a male demon. And, I mean, if you've watched Supernatural, you know that Lilith was female there. Yes. Um, uh, who preyed on women during their sleep, yep, and all that. Uh, Lilith is portrayed as a female demon who also seduces men and causes harm to newborn children. Oh, dear, Lilith, you keep away from the babies, please. Now, Yeah, I, she wasn't that bad. No, I have no. some uh, stories uh, that I thought I'd give you as some examples. And my first one... Examples? I've got examples. Um, Like, is is this proven stuff? Oh, absolutely. You listen to this story from the medieval period. I'm sure oh. it's true. So we've, we've put it into a story so you can get the idea. In the heart of a medieval village nestled amidst, amidst rolling hills lived a young woman named Isabella. She possessed an otherworldly beauty that drew the attention of all who beheld her. Isabella's long raven black hair cascaded down her back and her striking emerald eyes seemed to hold a hint of mystery. One fateful night, as the moon hung full and luminous in the sky, Isabella retired to her chamber, seeking respite from the day's toils. She drifted into a deep slumber, unaware of the presence that lurked in the shadows. An incubus, an ancient demon of seduction, had been captivated by tales of Isabella's unparalleled beauty and purity. Drawn to her like a moth to a flame, he descended upon the village under the cover of darkness. What rubbish is this? Oh, shut up. Driven by an insatiable desire to possess her. It's straight out of Mills and Boone. Leave me alone. He is. As the night... Write a book. My voice hey, is... GPT. We could do Mills and Boone. <laughs> oh, I got it. Right. All right, okay, we'll, we'll get on to that. Yep. My voice is only just holding up there. So, as the night grew darker, the incubus entered Isabella's room. Oh, is that what he entered? Oh, okay. He, his figure cloaked in shadows. <sighs> he approached her with an ethereal grace. Mm. His eyes burning. There was a malicious hunger. <laughs> With a whisper, he breathed enchanting words that wrapped around Isabella's dream like a silk veil. Oh, God, I'm going to shoot. Did it a bucket? In her slumber, Isabella was ensnared by vivid visions and irresistible fantasies. She found herself entranced by the incubus' persuasive words and seductive promises of power and adoration. 
Night after night. Leaving her restless and yearning for his presence oh. during the waking hours. Oh. Unbeknownst to Isabella, the village began to witness the subtle changes in her demeanour. 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 <laughs> her once bright spirit dulled <laughs> and her laughter turned hollow. <laughs> Friends and family grew concerned. I'm concerned. Un- <laughs> unable to comprehend the source of her melancholy. What the hell's going on? The village priest, a wise and devout man named Father Bernard, that's a very medieval name, <laughs> sensed a malevolent force at work. He I delved into a malevolent force. <laughs> he delved into ancient tomes and scriptures, seeking guidance to combat the unseen evil that tormented Isabella's soul. Days turned into weeks as Father Bernard dedicated himself to unravelling the mystery that plagued the village. Through his research, he discovered the existence of the incubus and the devastating consequences of its seductive powers. With newfound knowledge, Father Bernard concocted a plan to save Isabella from the clutches of the incubus, under the cover of night, armed with prayers and holy water, he ventured into Isabella's chamber. Oh, excuse me. Oh, in the uh, middle of the night? Yeah. No, you don't, as a priest, you do not do that. Well, apparently he did. No, that's so wrong. He's broken all the priestly rules by going in under the cover of night. He ventured into her bedchamber. Now... I've got to get to the uh, end of the story. As the incubus materialised, Father Bernard confronted the demon with unwavering faith and determination. He invoked the power of God, casting the demon into a writhing fury. Oh, my God. The air crackled with energy as light pierced through the darkness, banishing the incubus back to the netherworld from whence it came. Isabella awoke from her torment. Her spirit uplifted as if a weight had been lifted from her shoulders. She gazed upon Father Bernard. No, oh my God. Gratitude <laughs> and relief shining in her eyes. Oh, no. From that day forward, she became an ardent supporter of the church, determined to protect others from falling prey to the seductive wiles of the incubus. Word of the village's encounters uh, with the incubus spread throughout the land, serving as a cautionary tale for generations to yeah. come. And all the women were outside going, Where are you? I'm here. <laughs> Pick me. Pick me. Pick me. <laughs> the story emphasised the importance of faith, vigilant, vigilance and the power of community in facing supernatural forces that sought to corrupt the innocent. Thus, the tale of Isabella... And the incubus became a testament to the enduring battle between good and evil, reminding all who heard it of the eternal struggle against temptation and the strength of the human spirit in overcoming darkness. Oh, thank goodness it's over. Oh, oh then look, I tried really hard with that one. Oh, where did you get that rubbish from? Well, I took all the information, I scoured the re- the, the interwebs, and I put it all into ChatGBT. I don't want ChatGBT. And I asked them to create a story from the medieval period that would uh, encapsulate the traits of a 
an incubus and the beliefs of the medieval period. You and that's didn't what it go, You didn't go into any detail, Anne. I wanted to know more about... Oh, well, I had about, a modern-day story, but I've run out of time. All right. Well, um, listen, yeah. you, you guys, if you like that story and you want a chapter two, just write in, text in on 0490 give me more... Give me more. That's all you need to do. Text in on 0490-84-886. Give me more. All right. And we'll write a story for you. Got another one. All right. We'll be back after this song. I'm sure you're just waiting with bated breath. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. And welcome back, everyone, to Spooky Spooky Sundays, and we've got a little bit of a theme happening today because, or tonight, because we are in crazy Germany. Oh, no. Those crazy, those crazy you Germans. You wanted to get a T-shirt with those crazy Germans <laughs> those on it to wear Germans. over there. I, I, I can't think of anything worse. <laughs> we might well. as well wear our T-shirts that say the elderly lesbians and agents of the Antichrist. <laughs> oh, we're going to take those with us anyway. <laughs> Um, oh, now, you've just told me what this topic yes, is and I'm already laughing. I've, I've found a juicy little topic called the Scary German Children's Book. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, wait till you hear about these. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> well, um, these particular stories or some, because uh, there's a, a whole set of, of different scary children's books and uh, I'm going to talk about some of the topics that they cover. Oh, please um, go for it. Now, the, this one, first particular one, um, was written by Heinrich Hoffmann when he couldn't find appropriate cautionary tales for his then three-year-old. <gasps> Deary me. Three, fancy, okay. Yeah, fancy scaring your children at three. Now, this scary German children's book is packed with frightening stories about what happens when you don't comb your hair or finish your dinner. Okay, so messy hair wasn't scary. You did you, you did get did you a lot of... Yeah. Did, did somebody transcribe <laughs> this from German <laughs> yes, to English? Yes, maybe. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> So he goes on to say the scariest stories were about thumbsuckers and children who play with fire. Uh, these nightmare-inducing tales certainly worked for his children. Um, the, the pictures in these books are absolutely crazy-ass. They're really, really good. Now, so they're, uh, they're scaring their children into the line at the age of three. Yes. So the story of the Daumendluchter was one of the German scary stories that had a strong impact on my life, he says. I was a kid who sucked her fingers. My parents tried everything. Finally, they reached for Heinrich Hoffmann's Struvel Peter stories. Uh, the Daumenluchter was a child who sucked his thumbs and his mother left him home alone one day with a warning. Yes. <laughs> We're all waiting. Um, What's the warning, Renata? Hold on. Please, I'll, tell uh, me. I'm going out. You stay here. Stay, say, stay orderly and well-behaved until I come home. And above all else, Conrad, listen. Don't suck your thumbs anymore, otherwise the tailor with his scissors will come along and, like the wind, cut off your thumbs like they were paper. Oh, what? <gasps> That's horrible. 
example. So naturally, the second mum was out of the door, Conrad jams his thumb into his mouth. Bam, the door opens, the tailor and the giant scissors rush in and snip. (gasps) Mum gets home and Conrad looks sad, sad, standing there without his thumbs. He's only looking sad, not looking traumatised. I don't think that the um, shock has set in yet. I want to show you these pictures in a minute. They're, right. They are, are you going to get them put up on the Newcastle Live yes. Facebook page? Got a kid who likes to play with matches. Dr. Hoffman had a story for her too. Paulinchen loved to watch fire and didn't listen when the cats mince and mounts <laughs> told her not to play with matches. To be fair, who takes advice from cats? And oops, her dress caught fire, then her hand, then her hair, and Paulinchen went up in flames. The final scene is the cats crying over a pile of ashes. Th- that's disturbing. Yes. Now, this scary German children's book by Wilhelm Busch follows two boys, Max and Moritz, on their mischievous adventures. The pranks turn dangerous. German children's stories don't hold back. Max and Moritz (laughs) were just put in time out and they died. (laughs) (laughs) They were put in time out and they died. That was it. Now, to be entirely fair, Bush didn't set to make set out to make his this children's book um, for children. It was meant to be a political commentary, but there you go. They didn't stop parents from reading them out aloud to kids. Wilhelm Bush wrote the Max and Moritz stories as social commentary about all the young children without parents who had no direction. Um, I'm now reconsidering wearing the T-shirts that say those crazy Germans. Yeah, parents took these stories as a great lesson for children about p- playing pranks and causing mischief. Uh, May Faker made an appearance again when Max and Moritz put them into the bed of Uncle Fritz. They also stole chickens, saw a bridge and put gunpowder in the organist's pipe. The story ends with the boys being ground up by the miller and fed to the ducks. <laughs> All I can think of saying is that escalated quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Now, books about model behaviour weren't just for boys, but for girls who couldn't conform. There was Struvelisse. That sounds like a dessert. Struvelisse, Silly Schmidt, Teichen. Uh, Teichmann, Teichmann wrote the story about Struvelpeter, uh, who was a messy boy and girls needed to clean up their act too. Now, I never really saw anything odd about it and pulling veggies instead of weeds made perfect sense to me until a friend pointed out that Lisa's mother pushed her daughter's face into a wash basin. My response, oh, is that wrong? Although in retrospect, the mother does look a little bit too gleeful. And then further into the story, she's reading while crossing the street. I've done that and gets hit by a car. Ouch. Oh, did you get hit by a car? No, I didn't. Okay. Now, the sweet little nursery rhyme book, Schweinchen, Schlachten, Wursten, Machen, Quake, 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 Slaughtering Pigs, Making Sausages, Quake, Quake, Quake. That's the English translation. Presumably, Quake is the sound a dying pig makes. Lures you in with lovely illustrations. But riders fail, uh, fall off horses, war breaks out and parents are feeding kids wine soup made from red wine, butter and sugar. Mmm, sounds interesting. 
I'm disturbed. Yeah, one of the stranger rhymes is about a little baby who wanted to be carried everywhere, but is unsatisfied with the brook, horse and snail that carry her, so she ends up stuck in a tree by her hair. The rhyme does point out that she doesn't die and she probably is still hanging there to this day. But if you think about it, the Brothers Grimm. Yes. They're from Germany. Yes. Uh, And those stories are quite disturbing too. Yes. It says a lot, huh? Mm. You got anything else for us? Those crazy Germans. Uh, Little Red Riding Hood. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Um, the Grimm's Fairy Tales book that I grew up with was much more gruesome than the sanitised version that the one my American friends grew up with. We all know how the story goes. Red Riding Hood heads off into the forest to see her grandmother. My book had her carrying a bottle of wine when she meets a wolf. He races ahead to eat the grandmother. This is where the story shifts in German versions. When Red arrives, he eats her too. After the big eyes, big teeth speech. Fortunately, a hunter comes along, hears the wolf snoring loudly and becomes suspicious. I can't imagine what he would have thought of my Omar's snores, but I digress. (laughs) He takes scissors and cuts open the wolf's stomach. Red jumps out, then the grandmother jumps out. They decide to fool the wolf by filling his stomach with rocks and sewing it shut. When the wolf wakes up thirsty, he goes to the well for a drink and falls in. Red, grandmother and the hunter end up doing a happy dance. Moral of the story, be careful in the woods, don't talk to wolves and work on your sewing skills. Okay, I've had enough. That's just all far too disturbing, Renata. Yes. You've crossed the line. There's more. No, no more. (laughs) Unless you want to do some more in the next segment. (laughs) We can come back and do a second half. No, no. No, we're done enough. All right, well, um, yeah. (coughs) Shall we go to a song? Yes, we shall. All right, back soon. You're listening to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. And welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. And I have been researching some German ghost stories for us. Yes. So rather than the traditional ghost stories Mm -hmm. that, you know, we we find the location and we tell you about the lady in the white dress and all that sort of stuff, Mm -hmm. I went into one of my favourite websites to find where people write their stories, mm-hmm, their, mm-hmm. their personal stories. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've got a couple of short ones and I've got a really big long one. Mm-hmm. Have you? <laughs> I have. Oh, nice. Uh, and this one is from, oh, it's, what's her name? Tay Nevada... Uh, by Tay Nevada, add Tay Nevada. Oh, no. Tay, their name on this site is called Tay Nevada. Oh, and okay, it was written on the 8th of February 2013, so it was a while ago, and the the title is Hitler's Eagle's Nest. Oh, no. I know. Get worried, don't you? Mm-hmm. This is a story that my mum told me from when she was in the military about 15 years ago. So that would have been in the... Uh, End of the last century, the about nineteen ninety eight ish. All the troops, <coughs> oh, sorry, excuse sorry. you. Mm. All the troops were taken to Hitler's castle called the Eagle's Nest, and they got to stay the night in the rooms there. My mum said that 
everyone else was at this party thing except for her and her few roommates. So, now this really upset me when I read this. They took an old antique picture that was hanging on the wall and drew a Ouija board on the back of it. Ah. They took an antique picture off the wall and they drew a Ouija board. That's just, that's not good. That's, oh, it's, it's not the Ouija board, but they've ta- taken an artwork. Yes, that's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Um, yeah, okay, so they drew a Ouija board on the back of it and they used a glass for the piece that the spirit would move to talk to them, i.e. planchette. Mm-hmm. So my mum asked the board to give them a sign that something was there. And then they heard something banging on a door as if someone was pounding a hammer on it. But when they ran over and opened it, nobody was there at all. And the hallways were so long and huge that nobody could have hidden that fast. I wonder if it was Hitler or maybe another Nazi or something. (laughs) I know. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to come back and talk to them after drawing on the back of the picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said that they just hung the picture back up and went to bed because they got scared. I want to look up the eagle's nest and try and get some information on it, like pictures, or maybe someone else has experienced the same type of activity there. If anyone has any ideas on what it may be, I'd love to hear from them. Has anyone else ever been there before or had any other paranormal experiences like it usually with the Ouija board I would think that the entity would use it to talk but my mum said that all it did was bang on the door like three times oh it's the (laughs) mocking of the trinity oh which I thought was strange I wonder why it didn't try to actually communicate with them but maybe it just wanted to scare them out of there maybe 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 it was Adolf Maybe Adolf was pissed that they drew on the back of a picture. <laughs> I'd be pissed. Oh, my gosh. That's what I took out of that ghost story, that somebody drew on the back of a picture. <sighs> I've got another little one for you here. Mm-hmm. This one is called 1700's House with Ghost Children. And this is by Krista is awesome. <laughs> and it was written on the 26th of October 2015 and comes from Germany. So... This person said that you know, they've been sort of reading this site for quite some time now. They've decided it was time that they posted their own experience about what happened to them. They've now been living in Germany and it's really nice there, but uh, I live in a really crowded town, she said. My house was built in the 1700s and it's a beautiful house. On the 21st of October, I was just sitting on my couch watching Netflix and it was very peaceful. Nothing going on. Mm -hmm. So I went to get some water and when I went back to my living room TV and Xbox, uh, I think there's a bit of a typo error, the Xbox turned off and it scared me. (gasps) (gasps) (sighs) Scary Xbox. I thought it was just my brother, but then I remembered that my brother wasn't home. Then I turned everything back on and then I heard little girls laughing by my brother's toys, where it, which, which were in the back corner of the living room. So I went over there and no one was around. Remember, I was home alone. So I sat back down on the couch and turned on Netflix again. Then it all stopped and nothing happened for the rest of the night. Then 
the next day, October 22, I was getting ready for school. Oh, hang on. They're home alone and they're school-aged children. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm now being very judgy. I've been judgy about the picture being drawn on. Now I'm being judgy about this child being left at home. Yeah, but probably parents have gone off to work. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, remember, she was home alone last night too, or they were home alone. Mm. Uh, anyway, this time my brother was asleep and my mum was getting ready for work upstairs. Oh, okay. I, I take my judgment, judgment back. When I got downstairs, my brother's alphabet toy was singing the alphabet and then I heard noises in my brother's room. Hang on, it was a... <laughs> when I got there, he was still asleep. Hang on, no, that brother wouldn't be playing with an alphabet toy, would he? <laughs> I told my mum about all of this and she said it happened to her too when no one was home because I was at school and my brother was at his babysitter's house. When I left my house to go to the bus stop, I had my backpack and everything so that at the point my backpack was really heavy except for two textbooks so i was walking across a bridge and my backpack was being pushed down or something like that because it was getting heavier and heavier i quickly took off my bag and no one was there then i started walking again and my bag was getting heavier again so i picked up my bag and started to run when i got to my bus stop the strings that were on my bag were being pulled I could tell by the way they were raising, like they were being pulled from my, sorry, being pulled from my side and getting pulled out and up. Mm -hmm. After that day, it kept happening to me. The next day, October 23, the string thing happened again and then I heard little girls laughing behind me. (laughs) Beautiful. Uh, And I don't have little girls at my bus stop. So that kept happening to me and it's still happening today. Can anyone tell me what's going on? It's scaring me because this has never happened to me before. Please comment on this. If any of you guys have had this happen to you, please tell me how to get rid of you, rid of it. <laughs> and thank you for reading. So what what's going on there? To know. Do you th- like obviously this is a school aged child. Mm-hmm. Um, are they freaking themselves out? They could have be. They could be, but I mean it's repetitive. It's, yeah. it's been happening for a while. Like so. the, the first one with the backpack. Um, if the backpack, I know that sometimes they shift position as you're walking. Yeah, and it can feel like it's pulling your shoulders back. Maybe yep. it could have been that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the string things. I, I don't know yeah. about that. Maybe they're possessed. Could Maybe be. they've got an attachment. Maybe. Who knows? All I know is I can't live up to your Loch Ness story. <laughs> no. I've got nothing compared to that. <laughs> I'm going to have to try harder. You are. All right. Well, look, we'll, we'll, um, I hope you enjoyed those ones, but I'm going to head off to a break and we'll be back with more, I don't know, stuff. Be back. It's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. And welcome back. 
Welcome back, everyone, to the second hour of Spooky Sundays. So you know what this means. It's time for Cousin Steve and Creepy Corner. Oh, it doesn't get much creepier than that, does it? No, it doesn't. We love a creepy corner. It's nice and cool. <laughs> it's cool in the creepy corner. What? How are we, ladies? We're oh, good? We're, we're good. We're creepy? good. Oh, I'm fabulous, Steve. Always fabulous. Always fabulous. Anna Renata, that's what it is. Well, what have you got for us this week? Well, as always, we are digging the dirt on everything pop culture and the paranormal. Yeah, now, I yeah. have a question to ask you. Yeah, go ahead. Do you know what the term rando-naughting is? I, uh, ran, ra, what, what, what? Rando-naughting. So, we're, we're rando. Uh, so, it's it would be the feminine because it's the zero. So, it's randy females. Uh, and what was the last bit? <coughs> Naughting. Naughting. Um, not being as naughty as they normally would. So, it is uh, randy females that are not too randy and behaving themselves. Not really. Okay. But nice try. Okay. So, oh, hold on. I've got to have my oh, you're going to have a go? Okay. Here we go. Um, so, uh, I think um, the first word is a shortening of random. <gasps> You could be correct. And naughting, naughting, naughting. Um, the what, naught- do, what do noughts do when they do things? Noughts. Like astro. Nothing. Like astro noughts. Oh! oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Traveling. Okay, we got it. Okay. So, random naughting is I see, a thing of the past, actually. It is an activity that generated a lot, a lot of hype during the early years of the pandemic years. That sounds so bad, doesn't it? The, years what, the early years? It's, it's not that long ago. 2020 was when Rando Nording was at its highest and its most interested peak. But like everything in pop culture, it's coming back around again. But what is it? So Rando Nording is using a, an app. Of, it's a phone app, and which is called Rando Nautica. Now, Rando Nautica is the world's first and only Quantumly generated create your own adventure app. Ooh, I, I can put some pretty weird adventures out there. Exactly. So um, it is huge. It's huge. And it is based on so a, I've heard. <laughs> a random number generator. And it kind of interacts, it believes or purports to interact with fate and destiny because you set your intention. And it generates a random set of coordinates for you to travel to. What? Oh, now that sounds really it interesting. Is very, very influenced. It says it's influenced by the user's thoughts and consciousness. So they've got a big spiel on on their um, you know web page as they do. Rando Nautica puts you in the director's chair of an adventure yet to be written. Break away from your mundane day-to-day and take a journey into randomness of the world around you. Your mind is your guide as you observe and view the world differently, travelling into an unknown journey like no other. Right, okay. So it has tenets of rando naughty and stuff like this, but the reason why it is a little bit spooky in the creepy corner is that what people have found is it is linking them to supernatural slash paranormal and true crime events. What? And it's coming back in vogue now. It's back on TikTok now. Random audience is starting to come back. So in, oh, TikTok ideas. I know. So um, what 
it gives you a set of coordinates and it doesn't tell you anything. You set your intention, what your adventure is, and it gives you these co- coordinates to travel to. So do you enter in what your intention is? Yes, or do you, oh, you right, can okay. enter in your intention. So, oh, we're doing this. Well, I'm installing it right now. I've just found <laughs> so it on the phone. you have to do it. I'm, I'm going to install it and we're going to see what happens. Yes, so um, there are over 500,000 users in Australia. What? Yes. So, But what people have been finding is that it takes them to these darker places. There was a case uh, in late 2020, early 2021, where these people were led to a suitcase. Uh, there was a dead body found in that suitcase. What? A real-life, true-crime, dead-body suitcase. How? H- how? How? How is the, is the question. Who programs... Yeah. Randonautica. It That because reminds me of those um, dark web boxes. Have you seen them? They turn up with... Well, it's not only that. So, pe- they will lead people to the middle of, middle of nowhere at a farm. And they'll be at the farm, walking around, and they'll see a shadow in a doorway or a shadow in, in a window where no one is around. They've, they've searched and there's no one around. There are, the, there are all of these videos where Randonauting ends up doing something completely weird and paranormal. There was a while there that they would travel somewhere and I've seen this video, they found a single red balloon floating in the middle of the road and that's it. And it's not like they could run around and set all this up for... Because I just looked, there's 10 million downloads. 10 million downloads, half a million of them are in Australia. Wow, is there anywhere around where we live? Can we program something? It can be anywhere. This is the thing. You set your radius to where you're willing to travel... Okay. You set your intention, and then it will take you somewhere. All right. Well, it's it's downloading at the moment, so um, it, it's taking a little while because it's quite a, a big file. Big old app. Big, <laughs> big, big app. So, but, do you want me to read you the nine tenets of randonauting while we're waiting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, seeing in the dark, dedication to exploring the uncertainty and blind spots of the world around us. Venture mindfully, paying attention, practicing safety and situational awareness, being sincere, showing compassion and willingness to understand oneself and the community, high vibes intent, be luminous in thought and strive to radiate a positive mindset, value your inner life, appreciation towards the self as a catalyst for an effect on the external environment, Bridge cultural gaps, share experiences to assist in understanding the beauty of shared global consciousness, transform and shift, curiosity, uh, curiously test the theory of quantum randomization and the possibility to change the path of a life or shift into a new, better space and time, says to bring a trash bag to keep the environment clean, and synchronicity, driving into randomness to find connections and meanings for both the individual and community, using serendipitous occurrences to guide you on a path. Well, I think we need to go to a song and then we'll come back once uh, this has downloaded for you, Anne, and let's let's seek an adventure. Ooh. All right. We'll um, try it out after this song. Hang in there, guys. You're listening to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. Hi, everyone. We are back to hear the second part of Cousin Steve's story about 
Rando Norting. Oh, it sounds something really wicked. The creepy corner's got an extension today. Calm yeah, down. Getting a double bunger. Now, I, I've got the, the app up and it says step into the unknown and discover the world in a whole new way with the first random location generator powered by quantum events. Yes. That's not what you said, was it? Yeah. Oh, pretty so much. I'm just pretty much saying the same thing. It's all right. Intentionally journeying. Okay. Uh, so I've got the start rando norting. Now, before I press start. Can you tell us a story of something that may have happened? So I, I gave you a little a little teaser about them finding a body. Yeah. So their intention wasn't to find anything death related. These kids went with the intention of Mother Nature. They wanted to experience nature. And it took them to a seaside location in Seattle where the first thing they noticed was a smell. Oh, no. And that's a very... If anyone's ever smelt that smell, it's a very definite smell. Did, of did they have a Chico decomposing, roll in the, the car de- Decomposing. <laughs> decomposing flesh. And they found... It made world news, actually. They found a body in this suitcase. Led to, they, I don't know, they were led by this app that, you know, claims to be accessing the consciousness and... And unlocking the power of synchronicity. There's another girl who uh, was feeling a bit dark and, and, you know, whatnot, and she put her intention as death. She was actually led to a crime scene, an active crime scene, where someone had just been shot, and he was in the arms of his wife. Oh, my God. So, had the shot, police even ble- arrived? No, they- they were, the police were on the way. Oh, my God. So, as I was just saying before, who programs... Rando Nordica. How so does that work? Who's behind this? Do we know who is behind it's an this? App. It's it's. It, I haven't been able to. F- I've been t- trying to dig deep, and all I find is weird and wonderful stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bit of a mystery. Mm. So I don't know if anyone in the spooky Sundays audience has Rando Norton. It is a worldwide phenomenon. So if you have Rando Norton and something weird or wonderful has, has happened, we would love to hear that story from you. Absolutely. Anne's still trying to rando nort her way around. I think it might be a bit intensive to set up. <laughs> well, I forgot that you sort of got to log in, so I thought I was ready to go. <laughs> so I've just, I've just had to make up a password, which I'll, I'll probably never, ever remember again, because you know what it's like. <laughs> That's all right. Oh, no, I failed my authentication. Please <laughs> set, check your email. Oh, okay. You are not authentic. All right, Renata, keep talking with Steve while I fix it. <laughs> okay, do you have any other stories? I do. So they have, um, there's another group of this seems to be like a, a group thing to do you know i think it's it's found its hype in the in the lockdown period where kids couldn't go anywhere so they were fi- trying to find interesting things to do at home or in their general area like all of us mm-hmm. we weren't allowed to travel yeah that's uh, right they there's a, a couple of kids that stumbled across what might be a crime scene um they found a shoe that allegedly had a leg attached to it Ew, in a pile of dirt. What? And in good old-fashioned social media, that post has 2.4 million views on it. Absolutely. Right? Anything creepy, crazy, funny, just is something that intrigues people. We haven't lost that whole thing of they're hanging someone this afternoon. Let's go and watch. It's a modern-day live Ghost story, really, yep. isn't it? Yep. You're putting and, yourself in the paranormal. And interactive. Exactly. Interactive The ghost second story. part of that <laughs> video, however, did real, reveal that it was only a shoe. Oh. So, oh. see, part one, part right. two. You've, got to, you've always got to be wary of the part two. But it's, 
very interesting to see that it is something that people are willing to and want to put themselves in these situations. We all watch the horror movies. We all, you know, because it's safe to do in mm-hmm. our house. But yeah. it's quite a different thing when we go ghost hunting or when we put ourselves in these situations and we have to question the intention with which we go into it. Exactly. I, it's you know, look, every time I put my phone near the recorder now, it's going crazy. But you know how I had trouble with uh, actually downloading it? Yes. Well, now I'm having trouble getting it to um, acknowledge my email. So are those two emails the same, Renata, or have I done something <laughs> different? Because it's saying that the the passwords, or the not the password, but the emails don't match. I think you might be one letter off. <laughs> you one reckon? One letter short. All right, I'm well, sure. I think you really have to question the safety of it as well. Right. Oh, yes, I can see what I've done there. All right, I'll fix it up. The safety of, of the app, you know. Um, it, the app tells you to, to go in with good intention and, you know, be safe and all that kind of thing. But the, it's the way you use it, like anything, that, that really changes the outcome. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, very weird. Okay, so I've, I've now managed to get it downloaded uh, and it's come up with a map and it's showing me where we are now and it's come up with uh, generate most anomalous areas of random points. Now, it requires 20 owl tokens, so you must have to buy these tokens of course you do. to be able to participate. But it looks like we may have 50. So oh, you start with, they're giving you credits, aren't they? Yeah, they're giving me 50 credits. But, of course, there are subscriptions. Oh, and um, the pro subscription is 10 bucks. Pro subscription quarterly is twenty eight ninety nine. Pro yearly is 100 bucks. Oh, jeez. Uh, unlimited points, $5.80. I don't know. Anyway, we've got, we've got uh, 50 owl credits. So I'm going to head back and I'm going to, do I just press generate or do I, I go attractor? I don't know. Let's press I attractor. Used it. I don't know. What was so it? we've got attractor, power, or void. Uh, let's go for attractor because that sounds like we've got to put out our intentions, doesn't it? Or we're farming. Or we're farming. I'm not sure. Attractor. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. Allow. Right. Visualize everyone. Where are we going to go? We. Um, uh, of course, no true anomaly in our area because <laughs> Newcastle's effed. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so we've got nothing in Australia. So we're now going to in try. Newcastle. I've still got my 50 owl credits, so it's all good. We're now going to go for the power, and I'm going to generate and see what happens. Oh, I'm all right, put your intentions out. We want to be rich and famous. Bring us what we need to go to oh, to be oh, able oh. to get the rich and oh. famous happening. It's giving oh. you coordinates. Oh, okay. So it has generated a spot not far from here. I say that we... Pause our recording that we're doing now, jump in the car, let's go there and report back. <gasps> Hold on, guys. So, we have <sighs> actually run out of the studio and have jumped in the car. Into the fresh air. Into the, the, ran- the random naught generator destination. We have filmed the whole thing. And guys, it's going to go up on YouTube now. So, if now. you want to see what happened, <laughs> you need to head over there to see us literally running out of the home studio where we're recording now and going to the location. And, um, yeah. What's, was, what's our feelings, guys? Without, not, without giving anything away? It was the what's not your so feelings? amazing race, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> not so amazing. 
What? It's raining and wet. I'm trying to be careful out there. I did nearly run over somebody on the way. This is true. This is true. Did we get that on camera? We yes. did. Oh, fabulous. Yes. We did. Um, it, look, guys, it, you don't want to miss this because this is this is oh, death-defying. This is it's unbelievable. It's it is unbelievable what we have just been through. It's very interesting. Uh, look, if that's a general taste of it, and we had a little bit of weirdness happen to us on mm. the way, mm-hmm. I would be interested oh. to. I, I can understand why people would get addicted to it. All right, oh, I had absolutely. to check my emails when I came back, yes. so I'm going to do that now. Hopefully, that's not picking up my password. As I congratulations, Princess Anne, you have made five million dollars. Oh, I'm playing something there which I'm not meant to oh. be playing. Oh. <laughs> All right, I'm waiting. I'm going to refresh. Uh, if something comes up from the lottery office, I'm going to be very, very entertainment wanted for weddings. No, I haven't done that in years. There you we're, go. we're not, <laughs> not going to be doing that. That's the answer. I'm going to check. <laughs> That's the answer. I'm going to check here as well. I'll check my emails. Check everyone's, uh, everyone's checking their emails to to see if we have got that life-changing thing that's about to happen to us and no <laughs> yeah it doesn't look like it so no. um that that email from that uh, experience has not yet come through uh but you wait till you see what happened to us on the trip to Just the location so it will be up on youtube ghost grannies is what you're looking for Anne and renata frightfully good ghost grannies on youtube Enjoy that journey with us. And right now we're going to head to a song. We'll be back after this. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. Welcome back, everyone, to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. And uh, we're doing a bit of a German theme at the moment. And so I came across a story in the Washington Post. Oh, now, that's a reliable source, that one. Yeah, well, it is. It is. The, 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 well, tag, it is, yes. the tagline is democracy dies in darkness. There you go. Oh, okay. uh, and this is a couple of years old, I have to say. But we talk about horror houses at times. Oops! I've just, I've just dropped, I've just dropped my, um, my, what do you call these? Hang on, I'll find it. Hang on. The the peppermint peckers dropped to the ground. It's oh, okay. I'll have a pe- peppermint pepper pecker pecker. <laughs> Only if you can say it three times. Peppermint pecker. Um, and you can get those from um. Oh, what's the shop? Oh, no, we're going to get it wrong again. No, 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 no. It's in Pecolbin, the Pecolbin Chocolate Company. Company. Pecolbin Chocolate Company for the best <laughs> chocolates and peppermint pe- peckers in the world. Do you know what? What? Jody gave me some coconut rough and some white chocolate raspberries the other day. You weren't there, so I oh, ate them. Jody. <laughs> oh, I've got a word. With you, I'm going to have to have a word with you. But anyway, we digress. Oh, we're, we're talking Somebody about peppermint peckers. Yes, we're gone. We're, we well, fair enough. Yeah, okay, I still want one. Um, we uh, are looking for German-themed stories, and it's actually rather hard to find haunted house stories um, that come into the news. I don't think Germany's it's bottom. Uh, yeah, I don't think Germany's one of those places that talks about their. Um, haunted sites we're gonna to have to do some work while we're over there to really check out um more information about this i wonder whether they have a um horror museum one of those um torture museums do you, they'd renata, have to renata they'd have to do, do you remember what happened there yes 
Torture museums? Yeah, I just... You really want to see a torture museum in Germany? Well, you know, just saying. Just don't mention the war. (laughs) Anyway, this starts off with German couple lured women to horror house. So that's that's what came up uh, when I put in horror and haunted uh, with dating ads. Tortured them to death, police say. So uh, a warning, a warning. Um, If you don't want to hear about... um, what bodies being um, cut this up? This is going to be stuff, fairly graphic. Then um, this is in the second hour, so it's after nine o'clock. But just saying, um, yeah, uh, just you've got turn your on warning, some music. everyone. Turn you've got your warning. Music. Go on, go put Disneyland on. You'll be fine. Mm. So there is a house in Western Germany that looks like a typical child's drawing. And it is very cute. Uh, the white structure's red slate roof consists of two slanted sides meeting at a single point, out of which pokes a brick chimney. One small square window peeks out of the house's triangular attic, while two square windows sit below it. Very nice. Unlike a structure born from a child's imagination, though, this was a house of nightmares. Now, this is a true story, too, by the way. So this is more like true crime, Mm -hmm. but it's pretty horrible. It would produce ghosts, I'd say. Absolutely. The blinds on those lower windows were always closed, according to Germany's Deutsche Welle, even though the lights were always on. Keeping the sun out wasn't the homeowner's priority, it would seem. Keeping curious onlookers in the proverbial dark, on the other hand, apparently was. For years, 46-year-old Wilfred W. and his 47-year-old now ex-wife Angelica inhabited the storybook home. And for years, they allegedly lured women into the home where they tortured them in such abominable ways that local media dubbed the place the horror house in Hoekster. Right. Wednesday, the now estranged couple's trial began in Germany, where they are charged with murder by omission and bodily harm, the Associated Press reported. Murder by omission? Mm-hmm. That means they left them in a state where oh, these people died. They died because mm-hmm. of the... Right, okay. Um, <clears throat> okay oh, sorry. According to Deutsche Welle, Angelica has issued a statement of confession in which she primarily blamed her husband for the crimes. He did it. Mm -hmm. Of course. In keeping with Germany's privacy laws, both their shared last name and last name of their victims have not been released. According to Chief Prosecutor Ralph Meyer, in the search for women to be slaves, the defendants first led the women to believe in in Wilfred W.'s great love – after they had lured with Lonely Hearts newspaper ads, the AP reported. So it lured uh, lonely women as well. Lured lonely women. Police began investigating in April after the couple attempted to drive a 41-year-old woman named Susanna F. back to her house in Lower Saxony, BBC reported. She was badly injured from weeks of torture, police said, but the couple's car broke down en route. Oh, Oop, Danana. Oop, Danana. <laughs> While they waited for a taxi, this woman <laughs> Come on. has been tortured. And they're going to put her in a taxi. They're going to put her in a taxi. Oh, my God. 
While they waited for a taxi, Susan's health quickly deteriorated, forcing the couple to call an ambulance. Oh, whoop de nana oh, yeah, number yeah. two. And, and they, they were torturing them till they were going to die from their injuries and now they've called an ambulance. Mm. They might mm. have liked this one. Mm. Suzanne died at the Helios Hospital and oh, her injuries, no. bruising across her body, indications on her skin that she'd been bound, toenails that had been <gasps> ripped from no. her toes and rotting flesh around her upper buttocks, likely from having lain immobile in the same position for several weeks. Oh, the poor... Oh, Raised suspicions. (laughs) Oh, my God. She's raised suspicions, all right. I'm going to get those T-shirts that says those crazy (coughs) Germans. Mm -hmm. Police claim Suzanne was forced to sleep on the floor of an unheated room for at least two months, according to Sky News. Inside the house... The one that looks so picturesque from the exterior, the wallpaper was peeling and a thin layer of fuzzy mould was draped over everything. Isn't this very similar, though, to um, Hansel and Gretel being lured into the pretty little house, Mm. the gingerbread house, Mm. to be, you know, boiled up by the the wicked witch? But Mm -hmm. obviously it's worse, Mm -hmm. but they've got this cute little house Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. they've lured people Mm -hmm. into. And it does look like a a little um, gingerbread house. house. Mm. When police entered, they found hundreds of slips of paper on which victims had written that their injuries were self-inflicted, according to Deutsche Welle. So so this was their their way of Yes. Suzanne, police said, was not the only victim of this horror house. Even more gruesome was the alleged fate of Anika W., a 33-year-old from Lower Saxony who responded to a dating advertisement in 2013. The victim suffered again and again from very serious physical torture, like being hit all over the body, chained to heaters, being enslaved and beaten, Maya said in a news conference in April, according to the BBC. Sometimes the victim had to sleep on the bare floor of cold rooms. Hence, her physical condition became worse and worse. Eventually, Angelica told authorities in a statement of confession, Anika attempted to escape. She had been chained by her hands and feet face down in the bathtub, but finally had an opportunity to get away. As she ran out of the house, she tripped and fell in the lawn, hitting her head. Oh, whoop-de-nana three. <laughs> whoop-de-nana? Police said she died in August 2014. The couple... Cut Anika's body into pieces and stored it in the freezer. Police said. Oh, Again, she, I look, say she tripped on the lawn. What and, could we do? And she fell into a thousand mm. pieces. Oh. Eventually, the couple would slowly burn these pieces in their fireplace. The AP reported to keep Anika's mother from growing concern over um, the disappearance. Uh, the couple allegedly used Anika's phone to continue a texting relationship with the mother. In her confession, Angelica said she smashed Anika's remaining bones and teeth into a dust with a hammer, so no evidence would remain. One woman, who is an alleged victim, Christelle P., will testify at the trial, Deutsche Welle reported. The couple allegedly lured her in with an ad, as they did the others. Then they stripped her to her underwear and chained her in a barn where she was standing in manure. They gave her a cat's litter box for relieving herself. 
<coughs> Wilfred allegedly even attacked Angelica, who claimed he bit down on her breasts until they were bleeding more, oh my God. more than 100 times and more than 200 times laid atop her with a blanket between them until she lost consciousness. She claimed she only helped him hurt the other women as a means of protecting herself. The ex-wife is portraying him as the main perpetrator, at least in her latest statements. Wolfred's lawyer, Detlef Otto Binder, told Reuters, We hope she will pedal back from her latest statements and that she will actually recollect how things actually happened. In other words, stop making crap up. Yeah, that she was actually decisive and driving force in these events. In all, police believe eight people in total were abused by the couple. The trial will begin uh, and uh, will resume and is expected to continue, blah, 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 until I hope they both die and rot in hell. It's, wow. Now, isn't that scarier than that a haunted ghost story? Way scarier. The story, story scarier. <laughs> I, I'm actually a little bit, that's disturbing. Yeah. Yep. Really disturbing. Really disturbing. The It's interesting that the... Modus operandi yeah. of these people are very similar, like they're reading a textbook on how to do things mm. from different countries. So it doesn't matter whether this is England, America, Germany or Australia, yeah. they seem to do the same things. Just it's again very proving odd. that the living are far scarier than the dead. Mm, let's go to a song, oh, Anne. I think I need to after that. We'll be back very shortly. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. Welcome back, everyone, and goodness gracious me, it's the end of the show, Anne. Oh, can you believe it? Oh, we've made it through. Isn't that wonderful? I feel like we've been doing this for weeks. <laughs> We have. We have. <laughs> but it's been oh. an exciting show. We did the rando nautica thing. That was cool. That was a lot of fun. Like nuts. We just decided to get in the car and just go. Yep. A, a spot was found. A location was found. Let's go and explore. Let's uh, let's go and see what we can find. I can't wait to do this in Germany. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I'm going to have to go buy some owls or whatever they oh. are. Uh, and that will be up on YouTube. So check out what happened. You, yes. You'll be live with us, which I think is really cool. Uh, now, this week we have had our first week in Germany. Uh, we've arrived. We've met up with everyone. Uh, they've we, now. We may be slightly, slightly pissed off or not. We don't know. They, we don't they, know. They might be slightly pissed off. <laughs> Uh, yes, it's possible. Apparently, we're starting off with a welcome lunch in a special eatery in Frankfurt. I bet we're going to have Schnitzel. Schnitzel. <laughs> uh, we're going to be visiting sites like Kranzberg Castle. Uh, and where else are we going to go to? Elts. Uh, Berg Frankenstein. Oh, Elts and Berg Frankenstein are supposed to be very haunted. Yes. And then we're going to take the funny Kula trolley. Funny Kula. <laughs> Funicular. Funiculi, funicula, <laughs> Where we're going up to the Hexen Term Witch's Tower, oh. the Nuremberg Dungeons, oh. and the Nazi Rally Grounds. Oh, oh that's going to be icky. I'm spit on that. That's, I shall spit on that. That's going to be icky but then we're, we're overnight in Heidelberg and then we head off to Bavaria and we'll be heading to, into the castle of Ludwigsburg Palace 
which is magnificent. That's the nutty one, wasn't it? He was, he was a bit bonkers, that oh, one. I that, can't the, remember. The fellow that built that. I haven't. It's, I don't, it's the fairy tale one, isn't it? Well, oh, I don't know. So many of them are fairy tale looking <laughs> castles. I think oh, we're going to be over it by we'll, then. We'll We've got the Neuschen von Stein Castle mm-hmm. uh, that we're going to, uh, which was inspired by Disney Cinderella Castle. That's the one. Sorry, it inspired. That's, that, that, that's the fairy yeah, tale. They didn't castle. look at the Disney Castle and go, oh, we're inspired to make this castle hundreds of years ago. No, that's right. So, yeah, um, we've got a lot of stuff. And like, there's a little, lot of castles. Yeah, lot, there's this little town. Town in Bavaria, which looks like a cookie cookie cutter, you know, gingerbread house looking thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we're going to be in Bavaria on my birthday. So my birthday is the 19th of July. Just in case you want to send... um Buy birthday me a cup cards. of coffee. You can buy birthday me a cup cards, of, a cup yes. of coffee. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Send birthday cards. Yes, P.O. Box 2285 Dangar, New South Wales. I can never remember the postcode, but it's on our website, ghostgrannies.com. Oh, I'd love some birthday cards. Yeah, so Please that, send a birthday card so we'll never hear the end of it. I, I think we're going to have to have Black Forest cherry cake. Of course. For my birthday. Everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> I, bet, I bet they don't have any of that in Bavaria. I bet they don't too. <laughs> Picture they don't do. What? What did you say? <laughs> I'd just like to say in the itinerary, they haven't mentioned it's my birthday. I just think oh, that. Well, <laughs> we need to fix they that. Can do better. <laughs> um, look, guys, if you're wanting to check out some ghost tours while we're away, don't forget to look up the Maitland Jail website mm-hmm. and uh, book in on the Ghost Hunting 101 or the residence while we still have it. What else is happening? Oh, I think our workshop should be announced by now. Yes, yes. Look out for a special workshop that is being run at Maitland Jail. Uh, and it's going to be a, a, a one that is absolutely so much fun and hands-on. Literally oh. hands-on. Oh. People are going to be throwing holy water at the place, I think. Yes, so it's going to be a Ouija board workshop. Yeah, spirit boards, Ouija boards, angel boards, whatever you want to call them. It's going to be the board evening. Hmm. Well, that about wraps us up for tonight. Mm-hmm. I think we need to uh, go off and have a schnapps. Oh, Are you ready for some a, schnapps? A butterscotch schnapps. <gasps> oh, we can have a cock-sucking cowboy. Excuse me? <laughs> have you never had a cock-sucking cowboy? I have. Oh, I they're have. very good. <laughs> I don't mind them at all. I might go and have one of those. And uh, guys, thank you for being here with us tonight. Let us know what you thought of the show. Um, Follow us along on YouTube. Make sure you've subscribed so you can see us when we go live on there. And yeah, we'll be back next week, we hope, if we get the show finished with another show. Don't forget. (laughs) We're looking at each other. Go on, what is it? Um, See you on the dark side. Yeah, be frightfully good. And don't be a... Dickhead. Dickhead. (laughs) All right, boys. Good night. Bye.